Hey, this is Alex Turcotte. Hey, this is Doc Emmerich here. Hey, this is Sean Avery. Hey, this is Jamie Baker. Hey, this is Jason Zucker. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to the Tomahawk Roundup. Alright, so what is going on guys? This is Frank Zorowski here with the Tomahawk Roundup, and I am here with former Blackhawk, Brandon Bullock. Brandon, how are you today? Not too bad, my man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming. So I have to ask you about you being the first St. Louisan to win the Stanley Cup. What does that honor mean to you? That's uh, that's an awesome question. So yeah, it's that, that's actually a great honor to me. You know, that's one thing that, um, of course, I just feel super fortunate and blessed to have even been on a team to win the Stanley Cup and then, you know, to be... Uh, to be the first from from an area like St. Louis, where you know you say five or even ten years ago was not by any by any stretch of the word considered a hockey hotbed, and um, you know as far as the travel travel team options and all that stuff, there weren't there wasn't a lot there, there was not a lot of quality programs growing up for uh, you know at my age, and then you know in the years since now there's more and more competitive travel um quality programs and you see more and more st louis kids getting drafted early early in the first round a few years back i think there was like four st louis kids uh drafted in the top 15 picks so um you know that's something that's really really cool to see on my end because when i was growing up there was a couple guys before me um that had made it from the area a guy by the name of cam jansen paul stassi grew up near oh yeah are you kidding we know those guys yeah exactly a couple others and then you know, now you have the Kachuk brothers that grew up there, Clayton Keller. You have all these kids that are that are not only in the NHL but impactful and they're studs on their team. So um, that's a really cool thing to see. And, uh, of course, that's probably mostly attributed to the Blues' success and obviously, you know, winning the Cup last year and all that stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. It can't, can't hurt the area. No, it can't. That, that honor is actually, uh, you know, that's one that I hold – near and dear because that's something that nobody can ever take away from me i was fortunate to be the first one to win the stanley cup from that area and then now last year uh, a buddy of mine pat maroon was on the blue so he's from the area as well and so now there's two of us which is awesome and uh to be honest with you i just hope i hope that number continues to grow every year so um that is a, an honor that that i do appreciate and, and like i said one that nobody can ever take away from me. exactly nobody can take that away from you and your mentality is what got you into the league and made this league with your incredible drive your work ethic where and how did you get this mentality to just keep pushing and pushing and pushing yeah, it's a crazy question. You know what, man? It's it, growing up again. There was just not a ton of hockey in my in my my area. I had zero hockey background in my family. Um, it was just something that when I was young, four or five years old, I you know happened to go to the rink with my parents. My dad was trying it out for the first time in like a men's league, and then I, you know, from what I remember, was just kind of instantly hooked on everything about hockey. You know, being at the rink, it's cold in there, it's the fast pace of the game all that stuff just instantly captivated me. And I think from there, it was just a matter of, well, one, I was having a blast the entire time from the start to finish. The first time I picked up a hockey stick from, from the last time I ever, you know, took my skates off at the end of my pro career, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a blast and that, you know, that goes a long way. That helps with all the, you know, the work that goes into it, the time commitment, all that, the sacrifice on your body and your, you know, your family time, all that. So that, that really helps. But as far as the drive, it was just something that, again, I was having a blast with it the whole time. And once I was at the age to play junior hockey and realized that, you know, fighting was something that was going to help. Not only was I kind of just naturally decent at it, <laughs> um, it was going to help me propel my career. And, and if, 
if I were to ever make it to the pro ranks and if I were to ever to have made it to the NHL, um, that was definitely one thing in my, you know, repertoire that, that was going to help me stick and, and make it to the level I wanted. So, you know, it was a matter of, um, you know, relentlessness as far as is working, you know, in the, in the off season or once I was old enough to, to drive myself anywhere, it was me, you know, drive myself to the gym daily, drive myself to the rink, um, to not, not just for practice, but for my own training and really early on figured out that, um, of course, you know, your team practice is, is insanely important. That's where you, you know, that's where you start to gel and create that, that chemistry with, with teammates. And, and that's the fun part, but there's a whole, a whole back end side of it. At least for me, there was, and, and that was, you know, driving to the uh, different training facility or driving to the gym or driving to the rink by myself or, or even when you're younger playing in the driveway or playing in the street was, you know, for street hockey, it was just a constant thing where I, was constantly wanting to better myself and again it wasn't I didn't even look at it as work I more so was having a blast with it and, and truthfully couldn't get enough so luckily for me it worked out um and I made it to the level that I was you know aspiring to be at and and very fortunate things worked out the way they did and but again for me it was a matter of a mixture of working my butt off but also I was having a blast the whole time so it was almost you know it was uh, concealed. The work was kind of concealed in the in the fun aspect for me. Yeah, do what you love, what, love what you do, and that's what it sounds like with you, Brandon. Absolutely. Yeah. So I have to ask about going into Enterprise Center. Wasn't it all awkward playing with the Blackhawks <laughs> against the Blues? You know what? I. It's funny because I. It, I wouldn't say it was awkward at all. I was so so excited to do that when I was called up. So again, I was undrafted. I never expected to play in the NHL, even once I was in the. In the minor leagues, just one step below the NHL, I was still never really expecting to be there. Of course, the desire was there, but, you know, when so when I did get the call, one, I was completely shocked. I, I had no idea it was coming. Uh, and then, two, I had played a few games and quickly realized, like, I almost instantly looked up when we were playing the Blues, just because I thought that'd be such a cool experience. And lo and behold, we were playing the Blues uh, I played them my third, my fourth ever game in, wow. the, in the NHL and in in St. Louis. So my fourth game. So maybe I was up for a week, you know, maybe ten days at this time. Um, and we are taking the flight out to St. Louis. So I'm super pumped. All my buddies are coming. My family. I had probably fifty plus people that were that were there to see me. They were just all super excited, and um, I just could not wait to get out there. You know, a guy on the other team still plays in the NHL named by the name of Ryan Reeves. Heck him yeah. And had, him and I had fought before in the minors. Um, you know, at this point, I, I probably, I think I fought him more than anyone else in my career, but this was our first ever time playing against each other in the NHL. And it was right. I knew there was one thing I wanted to get out of the way and get it out of the way early, get my, you know, get myself in the game, put on a little bit of a show for the hometown. Cause it, yeah, as, as you just kind of mentioned, I grew up going to those games nonstop. And, uh, and so to be able to not only not only all that, but even just the drive in, you're on the T bus and you're driving into the uh, into the building. You're like, wow, this is cool to see it from from the other end. And then you get you know you usher into the the in the in the locker room and you're getting ready. And I was just so excited. And then um, once the game started, my very first shift, I wasn't on the ice for more than two seconds when I before I asked before I asked Reeves to fight, and you know he obliged. And we had a great fight, pretty much right at center ice. The crowd loved it. All my family and friends were there. It was a very, very awesome experience for me. But, um, yeah, no, it, was, it wasn't an awkward thing. It was more just, you know, intense, like, excitement. And not. I wouldn't even say nerves. It was just a matter of, like, 
you know, overwhelming, just again, excitement to where I was like, I cannot wait to get out there and I want to get out there. I want to, you know, do my thing early fight and then maybe have a great game. And it was just overall just crazy excitement. And I was super, super fortunate, not only to have done that, but also had my family there. They were all excited afterwards. And, you know, all my family and buddies come down and, and visit after and they get to see us. And it was, it was just a very cool experience all around and one that I'm super I was super lucky that it happened, you know, pretty, like I said, about a week into my NHL career, I was lucky enough to play in my hometown. Now, that is special. I mean, yeah. wow, four games in, you're going to St. Louis, and you're like, hey, you know, you might want to take a ticket to this game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and, and I had no idea. I had zero idea if I was going to, when they called me up, they didn't tell me anything. They didn't say, hey, you know, you're up for the rest of the year, which I ultimately ended up staying for the rest of the year, and but it wasn't, it wasn't, hey, you're called up for two games. It wasn't, hey, you're called up for the rest of the year. I had zero idea. So it was literally, all right, I'm going to, every game, basically, I'm going to treat as it could be my last in the NHL because you have no idea, especially if it, as an undrafted guy, especially a guy in my role. Um, and so, you know what, at those first three games, I was like, all right, just do your thing, do your thing, you know, stick around, stick around, at least stick around long enough to play against the Blues. Fortunately, I did. Fortunately, you know, they never sent me back, but, um, it was awesome. Very, very fortunate to have, you know, done that and being, you know, having played for Chicago for a couple of years and being in the same division, I got to play against the Blues quite often and then was lucky enough in my, in 2014, my final year with the Blackhawks, um, we played them in the, we played the Blues in the first round of the playoffs. So I, I got to play against my hometown team in the playoffs, had even more family there. It's an even more enhanced atmosphere you know as far as the intensity and the gameplay and so man I couldn't be more fortunate and blessed um to have you know to have had those experiences but no the fact that I got to uh you know experience those with my family and friends in attendance was made it even more special yeah so we talked with Dave Boland last year and we want to ask you from a player's perspective who didn't score the goal what the 17 seconds were like in Boston in Game 6, I remember I was running around my family room, screaming my head off. But what was it like for you on the ice? Oh, it was crazy. You know, it was uh, it was a matter So actually, my set, during the playoffs, long story short, during the playoffs, a team carries a bunch of extra guys. So that game, it actually was, I was actually scratched for that game along with probably seven or eight of us of, you know, full-time NHLers. So there's a lot of guys that are typically in the lineup that aren't during playoffs just because of, you know, just because of the setup and yeah. all that stuff. So we are all, we had already done our workout. We're all done. We're all just sitting there watching the game in the in the back, in the locker room, watching the guys. So we were down, I want to say somewhere, yeah, somewhere around a minute 40 left. We're down by a goal. We're, we were up in the series, so we're thinking, all right, bummer, we're, you know, probably going to lose, but, you know, we're, we're looking forward. We're going back to Chicago. Game seven, what could be better than this? Stanley Cup final game seven. Who knows what could happen? So then, you know, we're sitting there probably somewhere around, yeah, like I said, minute 30, minute 40 left. Pickle scores, ties the game. We're going insane. We're going absolutely berserk. We did not even stop celebrating. We're all like little kids in the locker room, <laughs> grown, grown men hugging each other, going nuts. Um, and then... You know, again, lo and behold, 17 seconds later, Boland scores, and we are like, what? We hadn't even finished celebrating from Bickle's goal, right? So we hadn't even sat back down. We're going insane. And then as soon as Boland scores, we realize, oh my God, there's a minute left in this game, and none of us, none of us are dressed. And so we are, you know, we bolt across the across the hallway into the actual locker room where all of our equipment is. Our equipment guys, knowing that we're a minute away from winning the cup. 
but also they needed to get us our gear and get everything in line. They're chucking our hockey bags at us, and we are putting that's – that's by far the fastest I've ever put my hockey gear on in my life. But So we are – we all from – basically from a minute, I don't know, minute 10, minute 20, when, when Bullen scored the goal, we instantly were like, oh, my God, let's get our gear on here as fast as we possibly could, watching the clock the whole time. Luckily for me, I had everything on but my jersey with about three seconds left on the game clock. As soon as I could, I'm bolting down the hallway to, to jump onto the ice. Um, and literally, as time expires, I'm like kind of swimming through different doc, you know, doctors and personnel to travel with the team. Um, but I was the one I was trying to get out on the ice. So I'm literally kind of palming these people out of the way, swimming, putting my jersey on as it goes. And, and as soon as that clock hit, hit zero, I was lucky enough to be right there on the ice, jumped on the ice with the guys, celebrated. We all. You know, we all going insane. You get to celebrate on the ice. You get to celebrate in the locker room, all that stuff. It was just a crazy experience from from my end because not being not being on the ice to being a total fan, being bummed that we were, weren't, were not going to win the game, thinking we were going back home to game seven, and then thinking we were going to overtime after Pickle tied it. And we're like, oh, my God, we're in overtime to possibly win the cup here. And then to them, to Bowling, you know, taking a lead, and then we're like, oh, my God, we got to get out here. We're about to win the Stanley yeah. Cricket Cup. And so it was a wild roller coaster of emotions in a matter of three minutes. Uh, but then, fortunately, not not too long after that, you get to hoist the Stanley Cup, and that kind of kind of changes your life for good. So um, it was a crazy experience on my end, and, you know, one I wouldn't change. Yeah. So now we're going to shift back to the latter half of your career, to the last final half of the season. You played with the Milwaukee Admirals. Yeah. And – I, we covered the Chicago Wolves. Chicago Wolves got me my start in the broadcast business. Did you get a chance to play against the Chicago Wolves? And what was the atmosphere like for you as a visitor with all the fireworks and pyrotechnics? Yeah, so I actually played against the Wolves uh, a good amount of my career against them, right? So I was with Rockford uh, the start of my career. And then, you know, the last two years I was with, I was back in the minors and got to play against them a few more times, especially once I was with Milwaukee. You know, we played them a little more regularly. So... Um, that was very cool coming back to Chicago, especially after having played, you know, multiple years with the Blackhawks in this city that has an amazing following. Um, and then coming back there at the end of my career to play against the Wolves, it was uh, a super, super cool experience and, and a humbling experience for me, given that, you know, there were bullet jerseys in the, in the stands. You know, people would come and um, they made little signs for me, welcoming me back, which was just so cool. Like something that, you know, I've just been super lucky with with fan interaction in my career, especially and even post career, still whenever I see people around around Chicago, they're all very very good to me, and and I'm very fortunate for that. But um, coming back and playing against the Wolves, and I even got to go back and play against Rockford um, only once, the only time I've ever played there as a visitor, um, and just those were those were very cool experiences. Chicago Wolves is you know is known to be a great minor league organization so to go back there and like you said see the fireworks see that cool cool older building that i played in a bunch of times uh was very cool especially like i said at the end of my career when i knew it was you know soon enough coming to an end and uh to be able to do that and still get you know some of the fan appreciation from different different chicago wolves fans that of course are just hockey fans right and and once it's you know the, the saying goes once a black hawk always, always a black, black hawk, hawk. Exactly. So, and that and that rings true always. So, you know, to have that have that support and appreciation from the fans from my time with the Blackhawks was was a very cool experience for me. Yeah. So, what has life been for you after hockey? Like, what is life after hockey for Brendan Bullock? 
Yeah, so it's been, uh, I got the entrepreneurial bug, man. It's with, you know, once I retired, took a little bit of time just to kind of chill and, um, and just enjoy, enjoy what I had gone through my entire life, you know, from, you know, from four years old to, I think I officially retired at 31. So, you know, that entire span, um, was just a very, very cool, um, fortunate ride for me to go on. And so I just took some time to really enjoy it, took some time to, to, you know, not worry about getting up, going to the ring, getting up, you know, doing doing whatever aspect of training that is pretty much year-round once you get to the pro ranks. But, um, you know, once once I enjoyed my time and, and relaxed a little bit, um, my wife and I started a business, and it's a, it's a fitness company. It's an e-commerce-based fitness company that, you know, ca- called Danny Eve that we are super excited about. We're about to launch a... A video subscription service that you know people can follow along and subscribe and do and and do these workouts. My wife's a certified trainer, so we do you can do these workouts anywhere in the world with um, it, no or very little equipment. Um, so ours, you know, our niche, our market is people that you know are kind of time constricted, space constricted, someone that can that say travels a lot or even a stay at home mom that doesn't have time to go to a gym, doesn't have a membership or, or money or even the knowledge to go to a gym and do something themselves. So what we created is some, a way for people to really get their fitness in anywhere in the world with a very minimal investment on their end. Um, and again, just more so, you know, enjoying the overall mental and physical wellness of life. So that's, that's the project we are we have, you know, immersed ourselves in now and, and something that we're super excited about to continue to, to grow our own business and, you know, create that, you know, that revenue stream and that income for ourselves and our, our family for many years to come. Yeah. Anything else you want to add, Brandon, before we head out to Chicago and the rest of the world? Uh, other than, no, nothing. I, I appreciate the time. The website for our business is danaeve.com. Please check us out if you're interested in anything fitness other than that. Um, I really appreciate the time. I appreciate the, uh, the exposure here. And uh, no, it was awesome chatting with you. Thank you so much, Brandon.